Welcome to a special Halloween edition of To Be Honest. Well, it's kind of a Halloween edition, kind of not, um, mainly just because of the title, but I'm not really going to spend much time talking about Halloween on today's episode. I will say this, though. Um, my dad always painted my face for Halloween, and one year, I mean, he was just single dad in it, just killing it, and one year, I was Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family, and I think he got a little carried away with the face paint, um, which looking back, I'm like, did Wednesday Adam, did a Wednesday Adams costume really require any face paint? But when he was finished, I looked in the mirror and I think I was like six years old at the time, five or six, but I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my gosh, this is incredible. But adult me looks back on those pictures and thinks, what is happening here? Um, I'll post a picture on Instagram to show everyone um, what was going on. But dad, if you can hear this, little kid me thought that you needed to go into face painting um, as a profession. It is late, late on a Thursday night right now. Um, I, I came down with a cold and don't worry, not what you think. But I came down with a cold and I wasn't feeling great today and just did not have any motivation to record. Um, and then I went to the doctor's office and I went to pick up my prescription. Then I got cream cheese in my hair. It's been a, it's been a day. It's been a big day. Um, I don't know if you've ever eaten something and thought that you ate like 100% of it, but then you realize that you actually ate 70% of it and 30% of it is on you um, or all over your seatbelt, or in your hair, or, like, falls out of your bra before you get in the shower. Brent and I just went to a, a conference in South Carolina, and, um, <laughs> he, he went, walks into the bathroom. I was in the shower, and he was like, what's all this popcorn all over the floor? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that traveled back with me from the conference to here in my bra. But um, since I'm talking about the cream cheese in the hair, which by the way, I, I just washed my hair. So like this cream cheese is a part of me now. But um, there is this place in Centerville called My Favorite Muffin. And you just, you need to go there. They're incredible. They have incredible food. I'm not really even a muffin person. Um, but this place, will it'll turn you into a muffin person. So check that out. This is not a paid advertising. I genuinely just believe in my favorite muffin. In light of Halloween being in just two days, I titled today's episode, To Be Honest, Real Life is Scarier Than Halloween. And today I want to talk about fear and anxiety. And this is going to be a short listen, but one I hope that you still find helpful. Um, I wouldn't say that anxiety has been a major battle in my life until this past year. I have struggled more so with depression at different points throughout my life, but not really anxiety. In fact, I think most people close to me would say that there are some things I could be a little bit more concerned about. So I'm no master on the topic of anxiety, but I wanted to share my experience from this past year, some of the things that have happened in my life, and some things that I've learned that have helped me tremendously. First of all, let me just say that obviously we're living at a time where fear and anxiety is at an all-time high amongst people. People are worried if they're going to get sick. They're worried if someone they love is going to get sick. 
if they're going to be able to keep their jobs, if they're going to have to choose between putting food on the table for their family or giving up their medical freedoms. People are worried about the future of their kids growing up in a world that seems twisted and crooked. Um, people are also worried about what the future just for American people looks like. I mean, people are worried about dying, literally. You don't have to look further than the news app on your phone to find something to be anxious about in 2021. Aside from the personal matters that are happening in people's lives that no one can see, um, things that are not obvious to the human eye. And I think that 2020 pulled a lot of trauma out of people that had nothing to do with the global pandemic, but it actually just triggered trauma. I honestly felt like I couldn't relate to the hysteria of the world um, in 2020. I, I wasn't afraid of getting sick or what would happen to our world or our future. I mean, I was just kind of like, man, this is crazy, but it's all going to be good. Then starting in October of 2020, a series of events transpired that I carried on my back for months. Um, I felt betrayal, which is one of my core fears. I felt heartache, failure, so many things that I just didn't even feel strong enough to fight off at the time. And there was this giant buildup of events and me trying to be okay when I really wasn't. Then in December, I received some news that absolutely devastated me. Um, I literally collapsed in front of my Christmas tree and started sobbing in front of the Christmas tree. Um, it kind of felt like I was having either a mild or a full-blown <laughs> nervous breakdown. I don't know much about that to really uh, diagnose myself, but it was a breakdown of some sort. And keep in mind that at this point, um, not only was I experiencing all of these things that, that were happening to me, but I also was on double the amount of fertility meds that I had been on. Um, I was taking four hormone pills a day, which changes you. It does. It changed a lot of things about me. I hadn't felt myself in a while. So I'm experiencing all of this enhanced times a thousand because I have these artificial hormones running through my veins. And it was like everything built up. And this one last thing was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And I felt different the next day. Like something in me changed that night. And I felt different for a long time, not in a good way. I continued counseling um, for several months to follow. And honestly, things started to feel like they were getting better. And then we found out we were pregnant in May. And I remember thinking, okay, this is the happiest I've ever been. Everything else felt so small at that moment compared to the joy that I was feeling from a prayer that had, you know, we had, Brent and I had prayed for nearly two years. Then when we lost the pregnancy, it was like I picked right back up from the Christmas tree breakdown. Like zero progress had been made. Um, I went from being anti-anxiety girl like my whole life to waking up in the middle of the night screaming, having panic attacks. I couldn't sleep. Um... And even the nights that I could, like I did actually fall asleep, I would wake up in the middle of the night crying and not be able to get back to sleep. And I remember times just sitting at my desk and my heart would start to beat out of my chest for no reason. Just sheer panic, fear, anxiety. And I'd have all of these horrible bombarded thoughts from the enemy that I felt like I just couldn't even get a hold of. Um, thoughts like, you're never going to have a family. 
Uh, this is going to happen to you again. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to know peace again. You're never going to know joy again. I mean, I was a mess and it wasn't just the pregnancy loss. It was a buildup of things over the previous months. And I just felt very weak. And let me just say, I feel like I can hear Christian Karen out there right now. Like, well, did you pray about it? Heck yeah, Karen. I prayed about it. I petitioned heaven. Um, there were times that I didn't even know what to pray. And I would just say, God help. If you don't help me, I'm not going to make it through this. And I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I have to just, I have to say it. Do we have access to the supernatural? Yes. I believe we do through Jesus. Are we still having a human experience? Yes. So where do those two collide? Like, where do those two meet? Because if I broke my arm doing a cartwheel, which is a possible scenario, um, I'm still going to feel that. I'm not going to get a pass just because I have Jesus. Like, the pain of my body is going to send signals to my brain that something is wrong. So what do we do when we feel overwhelmed? with fear and anxiety and thoughts that are just running a million miles per hour that we feel like we can't get a leash on? Um, How do we combat it? Because the truth is we don't have to experience things the same way that the world does because we do have access to more in Jesus. And in Philippians 4 verse 6, it's this is Paul talking. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Okay, that's a big ask there, Polly, because like right out the gate, I don't care how holy you are, how much Bible you know, you're still going to be anxious about things. You're still going to have those moments of fear that grip you. Then it goes on to say, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So how do we experience the peace that passes all understanding in moments of fear and anxiousness? The Bible says through prayer and praise. Prayer and praise are the pathway to peace. So prayer when you don't feel like it, praise when you don't feel like it. Peace really, it guards you. It can keep a fearful thought from becoming an anxious worry. I was just telling a friend the other day that I said, I don't know if this is like right or not, but I really feel like I have to fight for my peace. I'm like, man, I thought this was supposed to be free and I'm over here like slaying dragons to receive peace. And something that I've learned is that you do have to fight for your peace. Again, ruffling some feathers, I know. But here's the thing. It's not natural to hear bad news and immediately feel peace. It's natural to hear good news and feel peace. I believe that's why the Bible says we have to renew our minds daily. There's a very real enemy who wants to take our peace at any given opportunity. But the good news is the enemy's greatest weapon to us against us is lies. But our greatest weapon against the enemy is the truth. Okay, I'm going to preach this episode. The enemy's greatest weapon against us is lies. But our greatest weapon against the enemy is truth. Peace is available to us in the midst of fear-gripping situations, but not all of us know how to access it. And to be honest, I don't really think that I knew how to biblically access it until this past year. I'm not saying I've never had peace before this past year, that I'd never felt the peace of God because that's not true at all. Um, But as far as knowing how to biblically access it, I don't think I grabbed a hold of that until this past year, and I probably heard it preached to me 
a hundred times from people who are older than me, but didn't actually grasp it until now. And speaking of people uh, who are older than me, I, I really don't think that there is as big a gap between the younger generations and the older generations when it comes to the discussion and the topic of mental health. Is there a gap? For sure. I think we've seen that. I think we, a lot of us have experienced that. And I think that a lot of people do experience depression and anxiety, but aren't really aware of what they're experiencing. Um, I think we all know an older person who would deny the fact that they struggle with fear and anxiety, but have a worst case scenario for every situation. You're like, all right, we're going on vacation. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to have a great time. And instead of saying, oh, okay, have a great time. Someone says, did you know that they make shark repellent swimsuits? You might want to look into that because it's all fun and games when you're at the beach until someone gets eaten by a shark and dies. And you're just like, what is happening right now? Like, where is this coming from? The places that your mind had to go to come up with that. Um, it's fear. It's anxiety, even if it's not officially recognized as that. And when you entertain fearful thoughts, you give them power. Um, When you let the what ifs play out in your mind, you give them access to affect the way that you feel and respond to life. And honestly, I think that's why Paul is so direct and aggressive about this one. He's like, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. He knows what anxiousness can do to you. How what starts in your mind transfers to your body. What transfers to your body affects everything about you. That's why we have to be aggressive in getting a hold of our fearful thoughts before they control us. And then you feel like you no longer have control over them, but they have control over you and your body. And I do want to talk about... Um, I do want to talk about medication. This was not a route that I ended up taking, but this is a route that is available to you. It doesn't make you any less holy. It doesn't mean that you're weak. And I want to talk more about that in the coming weeks because I'm actually having a doctor on one of my episodes and I just want to wait for someone who actually knows more of what they're talking about. But that is something that I want to continue the conversation on with mental health is medication. But the biggest thing that I learned over the past several months, which were really difficult for me and struggling with anxiety, something that I just, I mean, I thought if it hasn't gotten me yet, you know, it might, it's probably something I'm not going to battle. But something that just really gripped me for the past several months, the biggest thing that I learned, I've already said it, but just in closing is that prayer and praise are the pathway to peace. That's Philippians 4, 6. And it's so true because it only takes just a moment in the presence of God for your entire perspective to shift, and that's peace. And it doesn't always change your situation, but it changes how you see it. And knowing that you can experience fear and anxiety because of this human experience that we are having here on earth, but you don't have to be a slave to it. You don't have to be captive to it. I feel like I'm about to go into that scene in Thousand Pound Sisters where she's like, try being my size, Amy. And the other one's like, there's things you can do. That's what I feel like I'm saying right now. Like, there's things you can do to combat fear and anxiety. Just leave it to me to take a serious moment and 
turned it into something stupid. But um, I hope that today's episode was helpful for you and just that you're reminded this week to not let your guard down when it comes to protecting your peace because it can be taken from you so easily. And I feel like I've had this, I've been, I was just talking to someone the other day that I've been challenged with this thought when I feel myself getting anxious. I feel like I ask myself the question, are you really going to let that take your peace today? Like, is that going to be the thing that takes you from having a good day to just dragging you down? And like I said, I want to continue this conversation. And I'm really, really excited to have Dr. Beth Delaney in the coming episode. She is an incredible, absolutely incredible doctor. And she's going to dive into the discussion on mental health more and be able to offer way more insight than I ever could. So stay tuned for that episode. And what episode am I on right now? I should have looked. Okay. Anyway, stay tuned for the next episode, whatever number that episode is. Thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to be notified when a new episode is released, you can subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Celeste underscore Ely.